Hello, this is Magenta Drafts with me, Simona Roy, recording on May 14th, 2023. Hi, everyone. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to those who celebrate. Um, It's Mother's Day here in the U.S. And I think, is it the same in the U.K.? Well, I better text my cousin um, if it is. Uh, Let's see. Well, um... Let's start with the big news. Dad is in the hospital. He's been in the hospital since Tuesday, and it wasn't really an emergent situation, but he went to his nephrologist, and when he went there on Tuesday, his doctor was just like, okay, you need to go to the hospital, and we need to like start dialysis immediately because your numbers are really not going in the right direction, and the best way to start it sooner than later is to just go to the hospital. And that would have been fine if we could have just gotten admitted to the hospital um, instead of going through the emergency room. But we it was a packed hospital, I guess. And so my poor dad was in the ER on a stretcher from, I don't know, 6 p.m. on Tuesday to 6 p.m. on Wednesday and then finally got a room. So he was on a stretcher for 24 hours in a hallway. And I don't know how to fix our healthcare system. I don't know how to make hospitals more efficient. I have no clue. But what I do know is that's wrong. And I just felt very helpless. And I didn't know there was nothing I could do. We just had to wait. He was uncomfortable. And then when he got his own room that night, um, he was able to like, you know, be a little bit better. And then the next day they put the catheter in his neck because apparently that's um, how it starts when you do dialysis, if you have to do it like sooner than later. Um, And it, you know, that really grossed me out. Like there's, you know, a thing jutting out of his neck. It's like, ugh, I, I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, And then they decided that um, he was going to do – so You for the neck, it's uh, hemodialysis, which means it's like, I don't know, through the blood or whatever. I mean, I think dialysis is blood cleaning regardless, but that's one type of dialysis. And that's the type where you go to a facility and you do it three times a week and you sit there for like a few hours or whatever. Then there's – Um, peritoneal dialysis uh, where you do it every night, but you get to do it when you're sleeping and you can do it from home. So his doctor wanted to do that. So while he was in the hospital, they also did the port and that is through the stomach. So another catheter is in him (laughs) through the stomach. And that was like a full-blown surgery. Like he had to go under general anesthesia and all that. And then they do it laparoscopically um, which means that a lot of air gets in. So he was in a lot of discomfort after that surgery, like just, just really in bad shape. And then because of general anesthesia, sometimes you feel like you have to pee and you can't pee. I've actually had that happen to me after my endoscopy. And I just kind of was like, this is weird. Why can't I pee? I had no clue. Like I was like, I have to pee, but I cannot pee. And it was the first time that I got really scared. And it's usually when I'm scared, like I, I talk to my dad and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, but I guess I just kept it to myself. But I like, you know, when I was trying to pee, I was like, 
this is, it really tells you like the brain body connection. Like you don't, you take it for granted, you sit down, you're going to pee, but like, you know, you have the impulse to pee, but your and your brain is saying pee, 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 but your body is not listening to your brain. It is a really, 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 really scary feeling, honestly. Like I was freaked out. I don't know why I didn't tell my dad about it when it happened when I came back from my endoscopy, but I guess that, you know, I got over it. Um, so, but his, you know, his surgery was much more involved than my endoscopy. My endoscopy was like, what, 10 minutes and his surgery is like a full hour. So, um, you know, and every time I can't get a hold of him in the hospital, I just think he's dead. That's just my thought. I'm like, oh, he's dead. And like, so with this, the neck thing, um, that was a quick thing. It was like 10 minutes or whatever. And, but again, like, I know that I can't expect him to call me as soon as he's out of a procedure, but he didn't call me. And then I I tried his cell phone, of course, a billion times. Nobody was picking up. Then I found the phone number. Like I figured it out, uh, had to call his room and then his roommate had picked up. And then he's like, he just, he's done with his procedure and he's okay. And so like, that was a relief. So that was what happened with the jugular catheter. But after the you know the port in the stomach surgery I couldn't get a hold of him and then um like the room was ringing off the hook and then his cell phone was ringing off the hook and when I and then I called the nurse's station and they're like oh he's just off the floor but they didn't tell me like whether he was out of surgery or anything so I was just kind of in a tizzy and then I ended like I've been visiting him every day but so when I visited him, I saw that he was in his room and I like finally was able to calm down. But if I can't get a hold of him, it's just always my first thought is like, oh, he's dead. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's look, when you when you lose a parent, this is what happens, you know, and so whenever, yeah, I couldn't get in touch with him. I was just like, well, he's dead and they haven't told me yet. Um, and luckily he is not dead as far as I know right now and he's doing better and, um, they've been doing dialysis in the hospital and, um, you know, I think the plan is, so the port in the stomach needs to heal for two weeks. So, um, and once it heals for two weeks, then we can start doing that every night dialysis. But until then we're going to have to continue with the hemodialysis, which is, uh, three times a week. So I'm hoping he'll get discharged tomorrow, which is Monday. And then he would have to do it again on Wednesday and then Friday and then the next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'm, I'm worn out. Um, I haven't cried. I'm too tired to cry. Uh, I, it's, you know, it's just hard. Obviously, it's just hard. It's just the two of us. And he got emotional in the hospital. He was missing my mom. And I totally understand that. But, uh, you know, I tried to just reassure him as best as I could. It's like, look, if she was here, she would be no help at all. And she'd be freaked out. And I don't get freaked out. I'm very calm under pressure. Um, and I'm good in, a, in an emergency. You know, uh, I don't... I. It was hard because I just did not know how to comfort him. And I, you know, I can't imagine what it must be like for him to be in the hospital 
being poked and prodded and being uncomfortable and being there for so long and missing his partner in life, um, you know, feeling alone. I think that I did not take it personally as, you know, he said he doesn't have anyone um, except for me. But like, you know, I was just like, you could have like a 10 people who don't do anything for you, but you have me and I do everything for you. So it's better to have one responsible person than not. And it's like, he obviously knows that, but there's, you know, some emotionality happening that it's hard to express. And I'm sure it's just, he feels alone and he's thinking about his mortality and he misses his wife. I'm sure it's all of that. And, um, and I know he's very, it's not about being grateful to have me or whatever. It has nothing to do with me, I think. I think he's very happy to have me and for me to take care of him and visit him and bring him things and, you know, talk to him about things and stuff. But I think you just want your partner in times. So it's like, you know, when I am super depressed or whatever, like I'm so happy I have my dad, but sometimes you just want your mom to hug you, right? I think it's kind of in that same vein. So of course I'm not taking anything personally and he has to feel what he has to feel. So um, I'm trying to just be supportive and be like, look, everything you're feeling is valid, but I'm here, I'm here for you and I'll do anything for you. Um so it's just been a lot of life stuff and, you know, being alone on the second Mother's Day. I mean, let's be real. It's Mother's Day. And honestly, this year didn't affect me much, probably because I'm medicated. Um, mostly I was just trying to take advantage of every like jewelry store Mother's Day sale. So, you know, at least this year for the first time, a lot of vendors are sending emails being like, hey, do you want to opt out of Mother's Day emails? And at first I was like, yeah, oh, that would be great to not have to be reminded about Mother's Day every second of every hour for the last month, essentially. Um, but then I was like, wait, there are some really amazing sales happening. So I kind of have to be in the loop and uh, I want to take advantage of this mo- these Mother's Day sales. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't opt out because I just want to buy things. But I do think it was nice for vendors to finally like catch up to the fact that not everybody has a mom and it's it's an extremely painful time for those of us who don't have moms and luckily I'm too numb to everything to be so up too upset about Mother's Day and I got to spend time with an amazing mother today I get to spend time with my one of my best friends Shweta and um she's a mom she's a mom to two girls who I love and um it was really nice. I just got to spend a good chunk of time with her. And it was nice to not be fully like alone in the house um, with my dad not being here. Because really like Mother's Day is a time for me to spend with my dad. He's my mom now. And uh, I don't I didn't get I didn't get to do that this year because he was in the hospital. And I'm going to go visit him later tonight. But um you know, it could have been a very lonely day. And now I'm just like tired because I was with them for four hours and I'm tuckered out. And I'm like, I have to do my podcast and talk about grief stuff. Um, But I think that, you know, this year, the Mother's Day 
it's definitely easier. Like last year was rough, you know. Um, and this year, as far as the Mother's Day aspect of it, I I really don't care that much. Um, that's the bottom line. I really don't care that much. And uh, which is great. It's very refreshing. I think that I just wish I had my dad here today, you know. Um, but hopefully he'll be soon, he'll be home soon and I'm going to go see him today. But like, there's no reason for them to keep him at the hospital again. It's not like they're trying to figure out what's wrong with him and they can't or something like that. No, it's just, it was all about dialysis and they did what they needed to do. And now there's really no reason for him to be at the hospital. And I think he would just, obviously everybody's always happier when they're at home. So um, but he seems, you know, I keep asking him, like, how are you doing? How are you doing mentally? And, you know, he seems to be doing better mentally. Um, and as far as how I'm doing mentally, I think that I'm just able to f- kind of focus on one thing at a time. And it helps. I, I like don't let my mind wander too much. Like if I were to sit and think about my mom right now, of course I would just start crying. But I am so tired. Um, it's been a really tiring week, and it's gonna be probably another tiring week this coming week, it, where I'm gonna be running around because I can't stay in my apartment this weekend because I have to be around for my dad and I have to take him to dialysis and all that stuff. Um, so I'm going to be running around and that's okay because I'm able to do it. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about siblings and partnership. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I've been, I haven't talked to my, we haven't really gotten to deep dive into this whole partnership talk, um, that I'm supposed to do this work of, with my therapist about my wanting to be with a partner or, you know, what these blocks I have about like the masculine energy. Right. Um, but I, I look, I, I don't want anyone around. Like I don't want a man to come and take up space in my life and demand things. And for me to allocate time when I need so much mental time to myself to just recuperate from life, right? But in times like these where I am really like physically alone, I I know I have so much support for my friends, but it would it would just be nice for somebody else to be around where I'm like, uh, dad needs clean underwear. Can you like just go get it and give it to him or whatever? Cause I have to be at work or whatever, you know? Um like I could use another me. <laughs> and when I think of a me, I mean, I'd like it. I can't clone myself. And then also it'd be like two of me. And I don't know what it would actually be like to hang out with myself, like in another form. I mean, I think we would de- we would definitely get along well because we'd want to watch the same things um, and eat the same things because we'd be the same person. OK, this is getting into like trippy territory. Uh, this is how tired I am. Um, but I, I can't clone myself. And I also maybe it would be too much hanging out with myself. But so in the interim, not in the interim, I mean, will we see cloning in our lives? I don't know. Um, but because we don't have it now, and maybe it wouldn't be a good idea anyways. 
I would consider having a boyfriend. (laughs) All to say that. But, you know, just having a boyfriend here for the hard times, you can't just like pick and choose. I guess I could get a task rabbit person to go pick up underwear, right? Like, then I might as well just do that instead of a boyfriend. But um, yeah, I'm not ready to date. At, at the end of the day, I'm not ready to date. I still have a lot of blocks with that. And um, and honestly, I kind of wish I had my dog, but then the dog is also work because the dog can't take care of themselves. So then I'd be like running around and worried about feeding the dog, taking the dog out. How many hours has the dog been alone? You know, I think it's good that I don't have the dog. And I think it's also good that I'm sticking to my timeline of fall or winter for my pupper. Um, Yeah, because then hopefully by then everything's going to be just a routine um, with my dad, you know, the new normal for us. Uh, Look, it's 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 a hard pill to swallow that this is where we are at. But I guess we've both swallowed it. Um, because it is where we're at and he needs to feel better. And if this is how he's going to feel better, so be it. Um, and God willing, we will get a kidney. And when it's a, we will get a kidney. It's the question of when, you know, that's what I have to say. And the more I say it, I hope the more I will believe it. And if anybody is listening, well, I know at least one person is listening. Um, but whoever's listening and the ether, um, please hope that my dad gets a kidney sooner than later. Um, I can't lose him anytime soon because I, like you, I, I don't even know if I will have the capacity to be alive, <laughs> essentially. Um, but we're not there yet. We're not even close, I don't think. So... Um, yeah, I think that's, that's it for this episode. You know, it's been a tough couple of weeks. I last week wasn't great. And, you know, this is not a joyful podcast. So, you know, you knew what you were getting into, I think. But um, I don't also want to make it heavy every time. But guess what? This is my life right now. And I'm exhausted. And you have probably been on the journey with me through these two years. And, you know, this is how I feel on the second Mother's Day. So um, I hope everybody else is doing much better than this low point uh, for me. But, um, you know, if you're going through anything similar, just know that I'm there with you in spirit. And, um, you know, we're in this together. But um, until next time, I will just say bye.